this is Rachel and Recovery. We're back with Marika, and she's going to tell us the rest of her story. Thanks for listening. Um, how did this impact your finances? Like I said earlier, I was from the beginning of 17 years, I was just working. So I was always working. It was because I'm coming from a from a poor family. That was my drive. Yeah, I think my vehicle to just say, you know what? No, no, no. I don't want to to repeat old habits. I don't want to be poor. I don't want my child to ever feel like he can't get a sweetie or if he wants uh, nice shoes, I wanted to provide for him. I wanted him to say, you know what? I can buy you these shoes. But remember that you can must be always grateful. That's something that I'm teaching him always because he is very privileged and I'm so glad that I can provide him with the best and my husband too. But financially, yeah, it was my vehicle to just say no. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat the past there. I don't ever want to feel again be without water or with um, food or with electricity or sleeping on the ground. I don't want it ever to have, my child must never experience the things that I've been through. So that is something that I am just very strong for. That's something that's I'm very proud to say. I Okay. Um, how has this impacted your overall health long-term? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, it did. Um, I was I was always thin. <laughs> like I was forty two guys kilos when I was seventeen years old, and then when I started to talk and feel more relaxed, I started to eat. Oh my goodness! I was just like an emotional eater, and it really affected me because I had a miscarriage in two thousand and seventeen, and it was just downhill for me because then I think that was a breaking point after the miscarriage. I was just letting go. And I was like, you know what? That's maybe a sign that I'm not a good enough mother. Maybe that's a sign that I may, uh, I'm meant to be not happy or things like that. But like I said, in the last three years when I moved to Australia, I really started to put my health first. I started to say, oh, okay. Why do you want to run to the to the kitchen every time you want to you are going through a stressful time then i would run to the kitchen and grab myself something to eat and now i'm like mindful why do i want to eat is there a reason why i want to eat or is it just a comfort thing that that makes me comfort when i'm eating so yeah but i'm very mindful about that these days <laughs> fair enough um how has this impacted your social life Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I was always, I think, for me, I'm an introvert. Like, honestly, don't put me on social media. I'm like an extrovert. I can do Facebook Lives, do interviews like this. I don't mind. But don't put me in a place or a room full of people. Then I'm like in the corner, <laughs> me and my husband. We will just sit there. And if you can't talk to us, we won't make an effort to talk to you because we are so. For me, I don't like it. I'm. I've just joined a fitness, a, a, a aqua fitness group, and the woman is just talking while they're doing the exercises in the swimming pool. I'm like just 
<laughs> just being quiet and just in my place. So for me, socially, with, when I'm I mean, people, when I'm surrounded by a lot of people and I don't know them, then I'm just hiding away. But if I do know you, oh my goodness, then I like to talk and that's something else. Then, I, then you get the social media butterfly. But otherwise, if I don't know you so well, because I learned early in my, in my life that not everyone is for you. You don't need to share how can I say, you don't need to, um, how can I, trust everyone, because that was something, a weakness, not a weak, I don't think it's a weakness, but I was easy to trust someone, and just be open to trust everyone, and everything, and then they bite you on the butt, and say no, that, they use your things that you're telling them, to change the story, and use it as, um, as, what do you call it, as knives of things, like that, to go, through against or sorry my Afrikaans brain is not thinking straight in English today um but anyway yeah for me I am struggling with trust if I let you in my corner these days I'm very particular with my time also so I like to spend my time with women who is empowering who is talking about goals who is talking about growth and not talking about anyone other people so I am very particular these days with my time, with friends, because I do know that your environment is playing a big and a huge role in your life. If your environment is negative and gossiping and things like that, you are actually like becoming the sixth person who is negative, who is gossiping the whole day, who is nagging all day. And that's something that I just learned and said, no, you know what? It's good, the environment, and it's, it's nice to, because you do get some bad days. You do, no, I mean, I'm still healing. Um, it's not an overnight thing that says, now you're healed, and now you can move on, and you will be happy forever, and you will always smile. But some days I do have those days that I don't want to get out of bed. I want to sleep in, um, and I'm quiet. And then my tribe or my group of friends will exactly know when I, they will know and say, okay, Marika, you have been quiet for a day. What's wrong? And then you have that trust and that loyalty that you can tell them what's going on. And they are not judging you. They are just supporting you and they are encouraging you and saying, you know what? It's okay. Take, take a step back, rest a little bit. Tomorrow come back and then go again. And um, so your environment, friend, is a very important thing for me. Okay. How has this impacted your long-term mental health? Oh, there was a time when I was young, I was trying to take my life a few times, drinking pills, cutting myself. Um, for me, my mental health, it was for me, I think after my miscarriage, it was one day that I was just feeling like, driving into a tree and end my life because I was so sad I was really so sad but that was because of all the pills that I was on I had all the side effects of all the pills that I was on to get me through everything and yeah it mental health it is okay I think for me mentally I'm now more um what do you call it present and more I respect what I'm telling to myself if I'm telling myself I'm not good enough 
then I am like, no, 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 stop, 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 stop just now. Don't talk negative to yourself. What is going on? And then immediately I've made that switch in my mind and say, you know what? No, you've got this. You are powerful. I've got my affirmations like drained in or put in my mind so that when I'm getting that negative thoughts, I'm like, no, 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 no. Snap out of it, Marika. You are, you are just tired. You just need to step back or you're just overwhelmed because that is something I like to take on a lot of things. But these days I'm like, no, just three things a day. That's all good. Because for me, I was, I took a year after my miscarriage. I took a year and I was just working, working, working. And I didn't work on my relationship with my child or my husband. And now I'm putting them first. And when I'm like overwhelmed and my mental health is not in a good spot, I'm like, no. Take a step back, rest, do some things that you like to do. Um, because we have all of these roles. We have we have been, we must be a wife, we must be a mom, we must be a friend, we must be a daughter, a sister. And for now, I'm like, okay, let's just take a bit my time. It's me. If I don't, if I don't take care of myself first, I can't pour, I can't pour love or energy into anyone else. So for me, it is taking my, I'm my, I'm making myself priority number one, so that I can be the best version for my husband, my child, my mom, my sister, my colleagues, and things like that. Okay. Um, to other victims out there, what advice would you want to give them? For me, it is to rediscover who you truly are. There is a warrior queen inside of each and every one of us, or in main kings. Um, it took, I knew from a young age that I was, I was strong and brave, and then people put up, they, people will put labels on you. They will put up labels and say, you're not good enough. You won't find a loyal husband. You will always struggle. You are a victim. They will put these labels on you. But you know what? That's only because they see how bright your light actually shines. And they want to dim your light with all of these negative opinions. And start ripping it off. When you rediscover who you truly are, just start to rip off those labels. And so for for each and everyone who's listening, just don't give up. You are here for a reason. We are cycle breakers. We are warrior queens and kings. We are, gener- we are here to strike all the generational curses and we are here to rip off these labels that people put on us because we actually did it. We didn't set healthy boundaries and that was giving these people, um, giving them the opportunity to put labels on us and say, you know what, you're not good enough. So, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Okay. Um, what was the grooming process like? Like, do you remember being so young? No. Okay. No. <laughs> um, how has this impacted your faith? Oh, um, my faith, I was, I, um, I know the Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. That Bible verse helped me through everything. Every time it happened to me, that was the first verse that I was reading. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. That was something that was stuck with me. That Bible first, and that was when I was when I could start to read. Since I was six, 
I could read. That was the only verse in the Bible that I would read for 17 years. The Lord is my shepherd. And I would read it every time. Every time it happened, the bad things happened, I would go into the Bible and read my passage. That was my verse. Um, so I couldn't be here without the Lord for me, to be honest. Um, my faith is just like I needed to forgive my dad for what he was doing to me because I do know that there's a reason why he did it. No, what he did was not, it wasn't, it, it, he shouldn't have done it. But I do know that there had to be something in his life that was broken and sad and things like that to go on and go through to, to the next generation. But yeah, um, I wouldn't be here without the Lord, like still doing the summit that I'm just doing with all of these amazing women. I would never thought that I would do it, but I was just like, Lord, lead away. And he sent me 23 speakers all over the world that is also helping other women. So, I mean, wow. This is so much okay. to schedule for. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, is there anything else you would like to add? No. <laughs> I think I spoke so much. When is when is the summit? If you don't mind oh, me asking, it started on the thirtieth of January. So we are on day ten now, but they, you can still join. There is still so much um, women and interviews that's going on till the twenty second, yeah, till the twenty second of February. So there's still I think thirteen days left of of all of these amazing warrior women and men. Um, if you want to join, you can join. It's for free. You get you're getting like one email a day in your inbox with the interview and the free gift. Um, but yeah, it is it's nice. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, thank you for bringing on our show. Um, and everybody, tune in on next Thursday at ten a.m. Follow us on your favorite social media platform and or podcast platform and always if you have any questions reach out to rachel on recovery.com thank you